What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. And we're about to jump right into another episode of Queer as Folk. We are, but this episode is going to be a little different. A little so remix. this is more of a Ken reaction, not video, but episode or audio <laughs> file, <laughs> MP3 yes. file. Um, because when I watched this show, I watched it on my own. I was binge watching it over two years ago mm-hmm. on my own and got to the last episode and was just kind of left with all of that on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's only fair that I make him suffer through the same thing. So I'm going to say this at the beginning and then I'll probably say it a couple more times. But so Ken watched this episode by himself. We've watched all the other 82 episodes together, but this one, I had him watch it by himself. Uh, now, I was in the room across the way. He was in headphones. So I couldn't see or hear what he had going on. I'm across, way across from him working on contracts for my day job. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that is how we did this one. So, and the intention with that was I wanted him to have this experience where he just kind of went through that on his own so that his reactions when we talked for this part of 513 we're doing like part two part three okay but for this part i wanted it to be his genuine that gut reaction that gut response that's what we're doing today so let me just start out by asking you after watching how are you feeling um i'm a little all over the place because this episode it had some highs it had some lows but nothing was low low like god be the glory for the writers (laughs) not doing it to me because you know how they like to do so I'm 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 at I'm at peace. I'm at peace for I mean at first I'm mixed okay, okay, let me, let me start it back. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts, y'all, because I just watched it. I just watched. Okay, yes, I am at peace where they left us off with the gang. So yeah, I'm at peace. Um I do have a lot of emotions. I went during the episode, I was high and low. I was going up and down. I was on this roller coaster. Um But by the time we made it to the final scenes, um, yeah, like I feel like they did a really good job of tying up all the characters and staying true to those characters as well. So, yes, I'm I'm at, I'm at peace. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I just want to share a few little things. While you were watching, I was taking notes uh-huh. and as I'm working on my contracts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I was taking notes and these are I just want to share with you all some of the things that I that I heard. Ooh. Uh-uh. Big. Oh lord. Don't even open it. You know who it is. Shut up. You did not do all that. <laughs> and then it was... <laughs> I hate you. And then it was, don't put your hands on him. Ooh, I'm scared. Call 911. <laughs> <laughs> he needed to. And then it was, this is like a scary movie. No. <laughs> and then, no, there's, I've got more. Uh-uh. Yes, I've got more. What the bleep is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Dang, Daphne looking good. I am loving this hair. And then we got to stop it. Yeah, stop playing. No, stop playing with me. Yes. <laughs> for real. And then we got a little, Cynthia, don't wear that yellow eyeshadow again, girl. <laughs> That's not for you. <laughs> it wasn't. Then later, we got some, oh, ass, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> Blake looking good. Yes. <laughs> then Emmett, I always get the best men. Yes. <laughs> and then, And then finally... Dang, Brian is fine, but it wasn't dang. It was the other word. Damn, okay, because Brian <laughs> is fine and was fine. Okay, was slash is fine. So while he was watching, that's what I was getting. And I had no context because, again, I couldn't see or hear what he was looking at. But that was my experience of Ken watching 513. Oh, I'm over here crying, <laughs> literally tears. So just going off of those reactions, there was a lot going on in this episode. It was a lot. You know, like I said, like, 
I'm all over the place. I'm high, I'm low, but I wasn't like so low where I was sad. I was confused for a minute, like what? Like, I know, stop, I know you lying. Y'all better stop playing with me. But I mean, other than that, like, I mean, I think everything had a really good flow. Everything really made sense. And it brought everything together. It was like a full circle. And we never get happy endings anymore. This was a happy ending for me. Like, it wasn't the ending that I predicted because I was going to ask you originally, like, hey, what was the alternate alternate ending? Because I know you know. You know what, I'm saying? <laughs> what was the alternate ending, ending? Like, what did they originally want to go with? Because this couldn't have been the final. It couldn't have been. But it makes sense. Okay, what I'm, I'm speaking in reference of just a... The, the wedding being called off, okay? Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that Brian was, you know, letting all his walls down and he actually proposed to Justin. Like, I had been asking for that out of Brian since season one. You know, like season one, I hated Brian. Two, I was a little better. Three, I was like, oh, I love this man. Four, I was in love. And five, I was like, oh my God, who is this man? Like, <laughs> oh my God, like what's going on? But to see the change in him, I like to see the, the, more, the more mature Brian, but you could also see a part of him was missing. It wasn't the Brian that we've always seen. Like, Brian is always going to be Brian, yes. But I feel like that youthfulness was sucked out of him. And maybe because he did go through so much with the cancer, you know, and then the club being blown up. I mean, he has gone through a lot. But he always had, like, this youthfulness, this this little twinkle. It was almost like he and Justin were the same age. Um, They were on the same wavelength. And... And then then we get to season five and we see this different Brian. It was a good Brian, but it was something totally different. After he went through the Brandon thing. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. So right after the Brandon thing, that's when everything started clicking. So, yes, I'm, I'm glad that he finally gave Justin or, you know, gave himself what he needed and also, you know, was able to give Justin what he needed, but he didn't have to lose that part of him. Yeah. So what I loved about this this episode is he, that Justin called him out. Justin stayed true to his nature. He called him out and was like, hey, the closer we're getting close to this date, I don't even know who this man is anymore. And that's why I always say, like, I never saw me being married because I feel like when you put a ring on and say, I do, things change. Yeah, like you start me, living on somebody else's terms. You feel me? Yeah. And I'm glad Justin didn't accept that. Justin was like, this is not the man I fell in love with. This is not the man that I want. I want you to be Brian Kenny, the man that I know, the man that I fell in love with, not this new version. Like, it looked like you, it smelled like you, it feels like you, but you're not giving me the essence of the Brian that I know. So I love that Justin called him out on it. And to me, it only made sense to call the wedding off because they both had great points for each other. Like, well, you're sacrificing your life to be with me. I won't ever want you to do that. Brian would never have Justin sacrifice his life. He would have kicked him out, broke up with him before he would even do some shit like that. Kenny Cliff. Yeah, you feel me? Straight Kenny Cliff. That part. (laughs) He would have kicked him off that damn cliff. You know, no parachute, no no nothing. Mm -hmm. Period. If he heard Justin was going to sacrifice just to be with him. So I, I think that it made perfect sense for them to call the wedding off. And that's when you hear that, uh-uh, I know y'all lying. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shut up. Stop playing with me. That's when that came because a part of me wanted to, I wanted it to happen. Because like, we're so used to, we need a happy ending to look a certain way. Exactly. We're used to tradition. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. I think you, you said it just right. Like, I'm so, I was conditioned to having that happy ending in that traditional way. But to see it so differently, it, it makes sense, though. It understands. It's, t- it's still a happy ending because they're going to take this relationship into their own terms. Um, they didn't set any specific boundaries. And I think that that was going to harm them putting themselves in a box because they never were in a box ever. They always lived outside of the box. Yeah. So it needed to happen. And they still have that love. They don't need, like Justin said, they don't need rings. They don't need vows to show how much they love each other because they know in their hearts that they love each other. And that was all I needed. That That was perfect. And I love that the crew didn't even go get crazy what what are you doing no i love that they were like they understood they knew what was up and they respected their um they respected their decision so it was it was good for me 
I'm trying real hard not to comment <laughs> uh, one way or another on anything that Ken has said so far. I'm like over here with every part of my body clenched for tight. I know, girl. You're tight. Because usually I got like hands and arms, <laughs> but I am not doing it today because this is Ken's episode. Yes. Come through, Queen. <laughs> okay. So getting to the end, we got a familiar face um, in Blake. And then you, before we get to Blake, I want to talk about, because we'll dig into that some later. I want to talk about your Triple M. Y'all, when I call him Triple M, that's Modern Mysterious Maryland. Yes, baby. So I want to talk about your Triple M because you were you knew Tad wasn't going to be right. So. Yeah. I could feel it. No, he had crazy eyes, you know, and then he was coming on too strong. In the beginning, it was just giving me red flags. Like, baby, I'm just not getting to know you and you're doing so much. I kind of feel like Emmett, like, baby, you only met him for three weeks and you changing your birthday plans so he can isolate you? That felt strange to me. Yeah. You don't know this man, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know him at all. And Ted is so trusting, just wanting to yeah. be in a relationship and looking for love and at any chance. And he loves romance. Yes, and he loves romance. So, I mean, his guards were down. He was open for anything. So, he was letting anything come into his life. Tad had a good look, had the aesthetic that he liked. Uh, he was caring and sweet, but I feel like that was just a facade. That was what you get in the very beginning. Most times you don't see people show their true colors until six months down the road. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could just feel that he was possessive and that he was territorial and that he definitely had a, a lot of jealousy issues on him. I could just see it. He was going to be that type. I've actually encountered that before. So, I mean, it was it gave me little flashbacks like, oh, Lord, I know that type of person. Mm -hmm. um, so I was low-key worried for Ted. Like, baby, you moving too fast. Like, pump the brakes, slow it down. But, um, yeah, I, I knew. I could feel it off of him. But I just thought the way that he acted at this party in front of his friends, you had no self-control at all, which means you're unpredictable. If you have no self-control in public, I can only imagine what you could do to me when we're alone. So, I mean, I was like, hell now, Ted, get out of there. And that's when I was talking about it's like a scary movie. Okay. <laughs> that's when I was talking about it's like a scary movie because then I got terrified. That's when you get the phone, you dial 911 or you run to the bedroom, you get that ooh-wee. Okay. <laughs> you go get that, that taser, that something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something, you get him out there. I, just, I was I was scared. And I was like, I just can't take another bashing on Ted. But I'm glad Ted finally dug somewhere deep inside himself. And he was able to get his ass up out of that apartment, slam that door, and move on with his life. I mean, oh, good riddance, Tad. I was glad that he had enough self-respect. You have to know your self-worth. And it may have taken five seasons, but he finally found it and he stood up for himself. And that's why I love that scene. Tell me, what were... What are some standouts? Like, having literally just finished the episode, what are some standout things from this episode for you? Um, I would say um, the stag party. I love the stag party. I love to see all of them come together. Like, at first, and this is another part where I was like, what is going on with this? Brian, Brian seemed lost, right? He was at the house. He looked beautiful, but he was at home. And he just seemed, no offense, I'm definitely going to do no age shaming, but he seemed old. And that doesn't seem like Brian. When I say old, I mean, like, he just didn't want to do anything. Old is a feeling to me. It's not an yeah. age. He just didn't want to do anything. So the fact that Justin was like, throw your clothes on. We're going to go out. You know what I'm saying? Get your club clothes on. We're going to go and have fun. And then the gang surprised him with a stag party. Mm -hmm. That stands out to me because I thought that the banter between Ben, Michael, and Emmett, it was spot on. It, it, was, it was funny. So that's a definitely standout for me. Um, the fight at the stag party. Um, Michael's speech 
uh, I was very proud because I thought he, he was going to give us one of those little generic speeches like the politicians do, and we're just going to read their words. But, I mm-hmm. mean, when he changed it and really made it into his own, and then they were trying to hide Debbie in the back, and then he was like, that's my mom in the back with some friends. She in the back of the room, they spun the camera around. That damn near made me cry. You know how I am with my mama. So mm-hmm. that made me almost want to cry. The ending scene, the way that they recreated Babylon, like, I mean, Brian had given up on everything, but Michael was able to get him back in there and open his eyes up and let him know that you're Brian fucking Kenny, forever beautiful and forever young. And um, they had that last dance just to see the club just coming back to life and the thumpa thumpa, like, I don't know, the good vibes. Like, Mm -hmm. that is the most, um, that's the, the scene that stands out the most to me, that last dance I just couldn't stop smiling. I felt good. Like, I really wanted to get up and dance, too. I could actually feel the glitter on my skin falling from the <laughs> ceilings, you know? I remember the entire scene, but those are the, the key points to yeah. me, I would say. Well, and we're going to d- go back, of mm-hmm. course, into each scene and dig right. into it like we usually do. We're going to go back and, and do that. But I just kind of wanted to get oh, those things that stick with you. Another one that stuck with me, too, is um, you didn't return them? No, I did not return the rings. Brian didn't return the rings. That's the That, that was, I was like, <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> okay, that was huge for me. That yeah. was huge. I want to give you a name, and then you're going to give me happy or sad. Although, I really feel like I kind of know where you're going to go with all of these. But I'm mm-hmm. going to give you a name, and you tell me, based on where we leave them, how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, Debbie. Oh, yeah. I'm in. The, I'm happy for Debbie. Debbie has her life. She has a grandbaby. Her, her, her son is married off. She got to see everybody. I mean, she's still the heart of the community. I'm happy where she is. She has love. So, yeah, I'm happy. Lindsay. Um, I'm happy that her and Mel are finally back on the right track. I didn't like the, the little separation between those two, although it was some good, juicy tea seeing them fight. I love <laughs> that. But, I mean, I, ultimately, I wanted them together and raising this family together. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for the both of them. So, we can now got Lindsay yeah, and so Mel together. Mel and, yeah. Boom. All right. Ben. Yeah. Um... I'm indifferent. I mean, I don't, I don't feel a certain way. Like, I don't feel nothing. Like, I mean, he's part of the family. I, I mean, he's a nice guy. I'm glad that we got all of his little baggage worked out um, seasons ago. So, yeah, he, he's good. Like, I'm happy where he is. He's always supportive and encouraging. He's always trying to put forth some goodness into the world. So, yeah, I'm always happy with Ben. Michael? Michael redeemed himself. Michael redeemed himself. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it took an explosion to get his ass right. I don't know. Like, I don't know because he was back. This whole episode, I was living for Michael. Like, I was here for him. That speech again, um, him getting Brian. I mean, I feel like he was Brian's, like, voice of reason. Like, he was Brian, that little angel on Brian's shoulder this whole episode. He was really good. He, he stepped up to the friend plate for real. We had seen him lacking all in season five in the friend department. He, like, took all that bullshit that he was doing last season and pulled it all in this one episode. He did his thing. So redemption mode for Michael. Okay. Ted? For one, Ted had me fucked up. Excuse me, y'all. But he had me fucked up. When he came for Emmy, he was like, you're just jealous. You're just jealous because I got him. For what? Hold up. Emmett left your ass because you was on Crystal. Okay, so let's stop playing. And did you not think about when you saying stuff like that, did you not think it was going to hurt Emmett's feelings? You know what I'm saying? Saying something like that. When he's here, he's always been here trying to protect you. Always. He told Blake he would beat his ass up. Okay. Um, Everything. Like, so I was like, uh-uh. But, I mean, Ted is always working through something. So we just going to leave Ted where he at. Like, I'm, I'm glad that he is on the verge of becoming a better him. Okay. Emmett. That's my boo. <laughs> Emmett really does have, um, like, for Emmett, um, I love you to death, okay? I love you to death. And Peter Page, if you listen, baby, I love you too. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Emmett, 
I always feel sad. I always feel sad for him. And it's because like, well, he ain't, he, love never finds him in the right way. Like he's too good of a person. He let um, Drew go. Um, you know, he lost George. Everything always bad happens to him. And not like in a bad way, like, you know, not stupid bad. He's not going to jail or, or doing anything like that. But I just feel like, damn, when is his happy story going to, his happy ending going to come, you know? But I, I realized that Emmett is probably a life number nine. And life number nines, what we do, because I'm a nine, we, um, we're supposed to inspire the world. We're supposed to always be that voice of reason, be that voice of hope. And I feel like that's what he does. He always brings hope. He always brings strength as well. So with that being said, it only makes sense that things come and go out of his life. So he can always still be there for his friends. He's always, he's strong enough. He's always going to make it. His aunt Lula, I mean, she really gave him the stepping stones of life. Like she, she prepared him for everything. Um, but I will say, <laughs> where the way it ended, Emmett has a beautiful man, okay? And somebody that's from his hometown that he already knew, that he already had a crush on, um, and he looked good as hell. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> we leave it on a high note. Emmett gonna find love because he went back to that room to reminisce, and they didn't have a lot of memories, so you know they're gonna make some new ones. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm happy. But I just have to say that about Emmett in the beginning. I had to say that. Like, I feel like everything always comes, he'll bring it in, and it leaves very quickly, you know? And I just, I hated that for him. I really did. I hated that part for Emmett, but he's a, such a strong character. He can, he can manage. Okay, Justin. Oh, yeah, it's definitely happy endings, for sure. Like, I mean, follow your heart, baby. Never settle, never sacrifice. Uh, if true love really loves you, then they will understand. And he had the right partner for that. Brian totally understood. And then when Brian told him you went ahead and did it, and he was like, what became the best homosexual you could be? My heart like just, ah, uh, like for real. <laughs> like I literally had a tear come down my motherfucking face. Um, that was the best feeling ever. So, yeah. I mean, I, the sky's the limit for Justin. Brian. Yeah, I'm happy for I'm Oh, I'm just so sad. I'm, yes, I'm happy, but I'm sad because I feel like Brian finally opened himself up, which is a great thing because he was always closed off. He opened himself up, but I feel like everything went out of his life. I mean, Gus is in Canada. Lindsay and Mel are gone. Um, Michael is still is married, so he's not like he got his he can just call on him anytime and have him, you know, come over and do whatever. He's still because, you know, Mel and Michael got a whole family. Um, and now Justin's gone, although Justin's not far and he's a plane ride or he just a few, a drive away because they didn't, they'd already driven there to go get his ass. I just feel like, oh, damn, like he's by himself though. Like I feel like he's left alone. Although he's not alone, I feel like he's alone. And um, I know he's in a good place and I know that he's a strong individual. I just wish, you know, he would have said, fuck everything and Justin, I'm packing up and I'm going to New York too. We're going to sell the new house. We're going to sell the manor. Oh, man, fuck, fuck it. We're going to keep the manor and we're going to get us a downtown apartment in Manhattan, okay? And we're going to make this work. But, I mean, we didn't get that ending. But at the same time, it's bittersweet for me with Brian. I'm happy, but I'm sad for Brian. Yeah, so um, there are more. And we'll get into them yes. later on when we do their own kind of little episodes. But And I'm going to touch on, because we left one out, um, I'm happy with Hunter. To see where we met him to where we finished off with him, that was an amazing journey. Love, Hunter. I'm happy for him. Very happy. Yeah, yeah. And I better say this. He... Harris Allen kept the notebook that they gave Hunter. For real? Allegedly that. Well, oh. I'm saying allegedly because I was told that. But um, he kept that. That was one of the props that he kept from the set. Well, there are a million other things that we're going to talk about. But like I said, I just wanted you to have this initial mm -hmm. first opportunity to feel what you feel from this episode before we start going and like dissecting the scenes and really digging into it. 
but I want to kind of get on paper, on record, what you initially feel <laughs> before we start doing that. Right. Just so that I could know, well, and you don't do this anyway. You don't bend to what I think. I don't bend to what you think. Right. Like, they're used to hearing us banter back right. and forth on things, but I wanted it to be genuinely you and your experience, and I didn't want to rob rob you of that experience. Thank you. Um, also, um, I know every time we all speak and then something to come to me, another scene that's really stood out for me because originally— Okay, it was a scene when Brown was pitching. It was he was pitching the um, the new campaign for the uh, erectile dysfunction campaign. Okay, and um, I don't remember. I oh don't yeah, know. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he's Brian would never let someone come and tell him that his idea that his idea was was subpar, you know, or we're not gonna do this, or we're gonna da, da, da. no, never, never. I'm glad that he found his confidence. It's almost like the Ted thing. He had to go back inside and really find that Brian inside that was hiding, and he brought it back to the light. But what I'm touching on is that scene stood out to me because in the first half, it was Brian being unsure. And then towards the end, once him and Justin had his talk and Justin got him back to where he needed to be, I mean, you got to see Brian come back. And that's what I love, to actually see the true Brian in full effect. Well, yeah, girl. I mean, my emotions are still high. Like, I'm all over the place still. But I mean, all in all, I mean, I think that was one of the best finales. It didn't end. You know, sometimes finales are like super sad. I mean, this was sad because, I mean, clearly we've been on this well, because journey. Of, yeah, yeah, because the last one. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it was sad, but it wasn't like, no, you know, they they murdered whatchamacallit. And no, like it wasn't it wasn't one of those. It was like my babies are grown. And because it's almost like we watched them grow up. We did. You know what I'm saying? We did watch them I mean, grow Ted up. is four, 39 now, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it was like, wow. So, yes, I'm sad that there are, there's not one more episode for me, but I was happy the way they ended it. It was it was a good ending. It was. The gang was kind of back together, you know. Everybody was happy we had. We was in Babylon. So, where it started is where it ended. Like, but, it, like, in a totally different way? Yes. But, I mean, they're, like, totally different people, even though they are still themselves. Yeah. It's- but that's what makes it true to life too, because you're not gonna you're not the same person that you are when we started this podcast two no, years not. ago. You're not. not at all. We all grow and evolve. So after five years, I mean, they wouldn't. And if they were, then I'm looking at the writers like you gave these characters no growth. So I love that the writers, each season, they stacked on a little more. And we got we got to find out a little more about each character. And we feel like we can feel the growth. It's crazy that we're talking about fictional characters. Like, oh, yeah, they have growth. You know? <laughs> but, they <do. laughs> but they do. So, I mean, like, they did a really good job. And I'm going to always stand up to that. Like, these writers writers were badass. These actors are fucking amazing. This was a show that was done so fucking well. I mean, it could have went on. It could have. I don't know why it ended, but it could have went on for way more seasons than five. Now you see why so many people are, like, petitioning still. Yeah. Like, give us at least another season, yeah. a reunion movie or something. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, now that we see Brian, like, the interaction between him and Gus, we never got to really see. Um, we all knew that he was going over there. You know, he saw Gus. And you would imagine that's what happened because with him and Lindsay being that close. Mm-hmm. So you would already assume. And if you didn't assume that I did, like, I just, I mean, Brian is going to be Brian, but Brian is also going to still see his child. Brian is still going to yeah. see Lindsay, you know. But they actually gave us the interaction. Him sitting in his lap with Big Gus, you know, and the way he was playing. he was, And he, he didn't even know they were watching him. He was just being himself, playing with Gus. That was so cute. So I would love to see grown Gus or, you know, college Gus. Is he gay? Is he straight? You know, is he talking about marriage? Does he want kids? Is he confused? Is he non-binary? Like, what is going on? I would love to see that. You know, what happened with Justin's career in in New York? Did Brian finally get, did he open two firms? Does he have one in the Big Apple and still one in Pennsylvania? What is going, it's so much they could actually do 
with this story because it did not it didn't have to end. It really didn't. It really didn't. Like I don't I don't I don't know why you would end something that was this good. Yeah, there are all kinds of uh things. Um, we don't have a real reason why. Well, the officially reported reason is the writers felt like they had told all the story there was to tell at the time with these characters. Now, there's a side story that is like it was contract renegotiation time um, and they were going to have to show the money because at this point they were blowing up. Yeah, these people, all these actors had blown up and you got a pretty big central cast. Yeah. So, I don't play into the drama of things, but right. I know that that is Another girl. That's probably that the one. That's probably the one. Okay, because when you guys start that cutting them checks, because yeah. um, yeah, a reputable source told me one more possible reason. They didn't say the reason was possible. They said it more like it was a reason, if not the reason. There were certain cast members who were um ready to explore other roles. So yeah. On a different note, there were contracts for six years for some, but then things got renegotiated. I know that after season two, there were some budget renegotiations that allegedly contributed to the shorter seasons that we got from season three moving forward. I think the price of talent and other things went up. I mean, none of that matters. We will stick to the reported and official reason they had told all the stories they wanted to tell at that time. So we'll stick with that. But so overall, did you enjoy season five? Season five is divisive for the fans of Queer's Folk. Yeah, I, I enjoyed season five. Um, it was different. It wasn't like the other seasons, you know. It, it was not, nothing like the other seasons. But all in all, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, is it is it my favorite season? No, because I would say it's not my favorite season. Um, but is it a good season? Absolutely. Can it stand with the rest of them? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't have not one bad. I don't have anything bad to say about Queer's Folk, the, um, the American version. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have anything yeah. bad to say about <laughs> about no. the American version. Yeah. I just want to give all those actors their flowers now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you guys are tuning in to Liberty Diner Dish, Ken and Michelle, we just want to say thank you guys for blessing this screen and gracing this screen because you guys performed these characters beautifully. Um, you were really true to, to these stories. And it really felt like we knew you guys. And that means you did your job damn well. Okay, well, we will be back with uh, the official 513 episode (laughs) where we do our usual, like, through all the scenes. But I was like, I cannot have to edit a five-hour episode. So we have to split this up. (laughs) For real, girl. (laughs) Yeah, so we're for sure doing a part two. And then depending on, like, how long that goes, we might have to split it and do a part three. But I am really looking forward to that. I loved hearing your opinions. And y'all, I mean, I know we've been saying this for the last two years. She does not lead me on anything, okay? Like, I don't, I don't have any type of clue what we're going into. I mean, he was fully yeah. expecting a wedding today. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I have a wedding today. He was like, oh, yes, yeah, the wedding episode. And I was like, mm-hmm, sure yeah. is, babe. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and that's why I was like, stop playing, y'all. Like, okay, y'all play with me. And they was like, no, we for real. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I know you lying. But then, like I said, it, it, it makes sense, you know. But, um, yeah. Alrighty, guys. Well, um, that is the episode. Well, until next time, guys, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.